Welcome to the Quack Hole Podcast, the most official, unofficial, Oregon Ducks podcast on the web photosphere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Quack 12 Podcast or visit our website, quack12podcast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on your listening device. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the Quack 12 Patreon page, where for a measly $5 a month, you can become an official Quacky and unlock hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck content. On to the show. Quack. 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 12 in. Oh! I am your host, Adam Chabam. I'm Eric Schroeder. That's right, and this is the Quack 12 podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks sporting podcast on the web, Footosphere. And Aaron, hate to break it to you, but we may suck at basketball. Do you ever think about that? Prepared for it. Well, good, as long as you're prepared. It makes a lot of sense, don't it? I mean... We used to be good. Here's what's happening. We've gotten Mm -hmm. into that spiral situation that seems to be the truth for this year, which is every week you tell me about how we can't hit the Mm -hmm. three-pointer. But every week there's a chance that we could go some form of distance. But I think the truth is there's no distance to be had. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, we'll get into that. Things are different this week. I'll at least tell you that much. Um, and you're, oh, you're interesting. Cir- circling around the right, but drain. we suck, so they can't be that different. Mm, yeah, yeah. Aaron, did you watch the Super Bowl? Did you watch the biggest event? The I did. Third largest televised event, uh, most watched event in American television history. I did watch it, sir. Did you? I did. I liked the game until that last goddamn call from the fucking ref blew it, my man. Which call? It was the one where it was like, okay, so the Chiefs are looking, like they're at least going to get a field goal, you know that. And uh, I forget who's on who or whatever. Oh, wait, are you talking about the- little defensive, yeah, Yeah. like holding- which was bullshit, man. To call that there, to give them the game, right there, keep your fucking flag in your pocket is all I got to say. In that I do moment, remember hearing one of the announcers say that he thought they should have just let him play. It was the because smallest it is the Super tug. Bowl. Smallest tug on an un- uncatchable ball. I'm sure they didn't call that play a million times during the game. But when it actually decides the fate of the game, instead of giving like the Eagles well, a shot, oh, it was bullshit, man. I have for a long time, at least a decade, mm-hmm. have said and stood by the words that I believe the NFL, especially mm-hmm. games like the Super Bowl, where it's the NFL that is like yeah. running the show. Uh-huh. And not just the city, et cetera, the teams. Yes. It's that level of the NFL, that executive level is it's a uh it's the WWE. It's wrestling. <laughs> they there's a level of kayfabe to it 
where we believe it's real, but some shit has been predetermined. Like some refs are just gonna call some calls because they were told to. Now Not you mean. know I love conspiracy corner, bro. The NFL but being ran like I the don't. WWE, I think, is the biggest conspiracy I've ever come up with. But I think it's real. It's not. It's not very original because there's plenty. Literally every single game, whenever a ref call decides the game, they everyone online is like, "Yep, this is my entire argument for why it's fake because refs suck." And it's like, yeah, refs just suck, man. No, not fake. It's not fake. The players are playing a fucking game. Mm-hmm. But the rules in which and the there's a level of control to the game in which they are not in charge because at that executive level, the most important thing is selling ads, making money. But so I don't they get how to... Kansas City winning this. Yeah, I mean... If you look it at so they make more fo- money. If you look at football games from like the early '90s to like now, mm-hmm. that 20 year time span, well, 30 yeah. games back then were fucking boring. That's true. Well, that's just the, so, the game has evolved. I don't know. I I would like to believe in it, but, but the players are the same. <laughs> yeah, that's well. Not the good. game has changed. Have you ever seen the yeah. MacGruber movie? No, I I never finished it. And it's not because I didn't like it. It was just because I that day was. But I've heard that's a a classic. I heard well, that's I so mean, fun. That's the, what the I was. The bits just that quoting. I saw, the my favorite bit that I saw was when he's getting the gang together, and then like there's that whole montage of him getting yeah. this gang together, and then he accidentally blows them up in the van. In in right. the van, they were all like, "That was so good." He gets his A team, and then he destroys them. Yeah, I classic McGruber. Oh, McGruber. I, I anyway, really yeah, good. I watched the NFL, <laughs> the Super <laughs> Bowl. Yeah, that was the only part I didn't like. Uh, also, these freaking ads, man. Um, Talk uh, to me I, about it. What's wrong? They're they're too centered around cameos nowadays. There used to be funny premises, but now it's like, okay, what funny premise can we build around? said you know like it probably like an ex-celebrity like they had one song and it's loosely tangentially relates to car insurance so they like throw that on there like you talking about I, the puff daddy commercial i'm talking about puff daddy was probably the peak of that i thought the it was absolute. the i thought it was the best commercial uh i mean i pro i i don't think i could argue with it but i didn't really like any of the commercials i kind of liked the weird thing that they were doing with maya rudolph and the m&ms that she was into clam filled but it would kind of also i never saw that oh really yeah it was like supposed to be that the m&ms were canceled was the idea and that maya rudolph was taking over as the spokeswoman but then they had a commercial where she was pitching clam flavored m&ms and then there was commercials where it's like we weren't really canceled we're still the m and you can never we're like louis ck we'll always be here filling out stadiums huh that's kind of the idea yeah i guess i, I don't really know when it. that one aired i missed that one completely i hated the jesus one that they kept playing um, oh you mean the that the the ones where it's just like us hating each other as people geez, i like that message us. 
Jesus. The reason why I don't yeah. like it is because I mean, like, look, it's corny as hell, but they're not wrong. They're not wrong about the fact along, that man. we need to mellow out with each other and maybe start seeing perspectives. That's true, but the thing I don't like, I, that is obviously the message of them. The thing I don't like is they're so obviously like, like, for some reason, we weren't in the same place together. For some reason, people have been angry in the streets. It's like, well, yeah, COVID and general fascism. <laughs> That's yeah. why they just like well, gloss over those. They're like, for some reason, we just can't like get along, though. Like, why haven't we been at Thanksgivings lately? It's like, because the fucking plague, man. Well, also, <laughs> let's look at what we're... Let's look at the uh, event in general. Of I think it all... That tracks, right? Like, Christianity, patriotism, which the NFL is hardcore yeah. on. They're one and one. They're one and one now. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's a whole thing. Football, and I football. think, is the most Christian sport ever because you go to church yeah. and then you rush home to watch the games. That is true. Isn't it's it crazy? It's a part of that... your Sunday ritual. Yeah. I so, always think that's crazy that, like, I um I grew up in a little bit of a religious household, but not in a football fandom household. So I never really had that experience. But it did kind of always blow my mind. It was like, you know, like you said, like, it is a pretty, like, Christian sport, even it just like a lot of Christians like football. Yeah, it does. They seem all weird. thank God at the end. You know, yeah, it's it like God is sneaking more and more in the NFL product and stuff like that. It's weird that they have established it on the holy day. You know what I mean? And like during when people quote unquote should be in church, there is a football game going on. Isn't that kind of weird that they chose that day? You think well, you can choose the earlier service so that way you can get home to make sure you make the game. You can go to the 7 a.m. service, be home by 9 a.m. That, is, that is true. That is true. I forget some churches are a little short. Yeah, I uh, Episcopalian Cowboys, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, we got to be done. We got to wrap this shit up by 10, all right? We're not missing kickoff. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, that that is true. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, I chowed down, didn't really hang out with too many people. I wasn't really rooting for one team over the other. I'll tell you this. I was. Who's that? Who you? Was it the Chiefs? Was it the Eagles? I was rooting for the Eagles, I guess. I was they, rooting for the yeah. Eagles, mm -hmm. mainly because I knew that if they won it, Always Sunny would make a banger episode to celebrate it. Yeah, they, well, they already did that once. Right, and I want another one because that's one more, like yeah. that two-parter is my kind of my favorite little bit that they, one of my favorites. Nice, but then, but what I also really wanted was the game we got. I wanted yeah. the Chiefs to keep it hella close and make the Eagles fight for it, so that last minute win felt awesome. I wanted it, but it did kind of drizzle down in the last yeah. minute and a half. I wanted one last Eagles drive, mm -hmm. and any sane ref would have allowed that. Like it was, it was nuts to call what he did was was bonkers. And I get why people are like, "Look at it, this shit's rigged," because it looks like the ref, like when you're trying to count them out for you know actually count out a wrestler one, two, three, and that third 
that third one usually takes a little longer or uh-huh. is a little quicker. To pe- <laughs> I mean, I can't blame you for thinking that. Um, imagine this, dude. Imagine getting whatever kind of good juice, that good good, that they inject, that they just like fill Bane style Patrick Mahomes yeah. leg with. Because he, he could have done a backflip. In the second half of that game, it was nuts. You know, they were just like, like, we've never used this on a human before. He's like, shoot me up. Okay, so yesterday I was talking, the band that was in, I Mm. was, me and the bassist were talking about this because there was so much the dark side of the NFL. So mm-hmm. much of that was accidentally on display, like the drugging people so that they will perform. Also, well, the fact that they kind of yeah. really sugarcoated the whole uh, Tillman Foundation situation and like well, well, how that whole situation yeah. went down. Yeah. And they like <laughs> love to they love to be like Tillman he is our savior in Christ. I'm just he saying. Gave his life. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot going on. I mean, I don't like the militarism in, in any of these uh, college. I mean, they hit college maybe even harder than the NFL because that the, those people are actually enlistment age, you know? Yeah. But uh, it, uh, then again, it's, it's always been hand in hand. Like, you know, like we went back in time and uh, our – famous series and patreon quack in time we we saw what world war one and uh soon world war two will do to college football ranks like they become yeah. one in the same um i mean yeah, i'll say that if the listeners want to listen to that they should definitely head over to our patreon.com where for five measly dollars a month less than the cost of a six-pack you can't even buy weed for five bucks unless you're going to Old Lou down in the fucking alley on 12th and 9. You can't That's do right. it. 12th and 9. 12th and 9. Niner. It's a hard street to get to, but if you get there, he sells you the cheapest yeah. ounce. Yeah, and if you can't do the ounces. five bucks a month, we totally get it. Some people got it harder than others, and that's fair. We all have things. I don't pay for Netflix because of that. Uh, so if you could just head over to iTunes, check us out over there, give us five stars and leave a review. It can be good. It can be bad. It doesn't matter. We only need it. So it'll bump us up in the algo to get out to more people, hopefully. And wouldn't it be amazing to see us on a featured list one day in the sports section? That would be wild. Oh my Oh my! And for everything else, you can go over to Quack12Podcast.com and you'll find all kinds of cool history information over there, links to the Patreon, links to the YouTube, and so forth. That was amazing. You nailed that, dude. You ducking nailed that. Thank you. Um, I will see you this set him up. Amati. I knock him down, bro. Woo! You remember <laughs> Ugo Amadi from the Rose Bowl? Uh, Ugo win, winning team. Played for the Seahawks for quite a while. Really? Was a, uh, yeah, yeah. He was like a standout on like special teams. He even played safety for him, a while, I do believe. He actually was on the practice squad for the Chiefs. So, bing, bang, boom. He got himself a ring. So, congrats to Ugo. I got to love that. Got to love that. Ugo Chukwu Amadi had some 
really awesome highlights, especially the one that comes to my mind is the uh, the strip, the strip six against Carrington in that on that terrible uh-huh. squad led by Burmeister. We we beat Utah because of that. I do remember it was very fun. Um, yeah, so congratulations, Super Bowl champion. I would never take that ring off. Would you wear that ring around, or would you have it, like, in a case? Oh, God. Okay, well, first off, I need to analyze who would I be, knowing my personality, who would I be if I was an NFL player? Mm. I might be pretty egotistical, so I probably would wear the ring. I'm not taking that thing off. Yeah, Yeah, when... When the people let me know that I'm good at something, it can sometimes go to my head. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, if I was on the practice squad, not playing, no, I probably wouldn't wear the ring. I'm probably there because I like the paycheck and the easy living. <laughs> there you have it. I mean, there you have it. If you're on the practice squad, that means you're not playing on the road which makes me assume you maybe don't have to pay out of state taxes like <laughs> the average player does which means you're saving a bit more of that money that's coming in maybe sell that rings what i'm hearing bro put that ring on ebay and see if somebody cares <laughs> i like it i like it uh, speaking you couldn't of carrying, say, you couldn't put your name attached to it because it wouldn't add any value because you're just a practice squatter. Because you're just a practice guy, but you're underestimating. Say if Ugo did this, Duck fans, baby, because I right, I would love the Duck to buy fans Ugo's would go ring. rabid for it. I would love to receive Ugo's Super Bowl ring as a gift, listeners. In case we have any uh. Wealthy benefactors. P.S. Did you see? I don't know. Is this? If you go that... over to our OnlyFans <laughs> account, you can yes. give us donations in Amazon gift cards and Super Bowl rings, <laughs> and you will see ducks and so so much more there. Oh um, boy! Did you see the trailer? I don't know if this is something that we should cover. Maybe this is a Patreon episode. I don't know. Uh, this is only tangentially re- related. I guess it kind of is related to the Ducks. It's about this guy right here. What am I holding right now? The Phil Knight. The Phil Knight bobblehead. That's right. It. Uh, did you see the commercial for Air that aired? Oh boy. The, the ad. Yeah, I did. Didn't doesn't look that good. It looks like another, another like. Why are these things such a trend of making a movie about how a billionaire made 100 extra million dollars? You know what I mean? Like the origin story of billionaires. Why? Uh, It's not quite that, but yeah. The thing that I dislike, and maybe I'm reading too hard into it, Mm -hmm. but why did Ben Affleck and Matt Damon think it was like a good idea to take the iconic history of a black man and give it to themselves. Yeah. No, doesn't it kind of, it's like, well, that's especially what people were pointing out is like, maybe it's a, it's some quote unquote, like creative decision where it's like, Oh, and then when you see Michael Jordan, it's going to be a big deal. So we're not going to show him in the trailer, but it kind of feels more like, no, Michael Jordan didn't want any part. Like he, his, the right rights to his mom, 
and his dad you were able to get to for some reason, but this not movie, the right to show Michael Jordan. Right. This movie was made with Michael Jordan's contract with Nike in mind. I mean, that's what it's about. That's what the whole movie's about, seemingly, is like how they got that contract. Exactly. And, and so because of that of contract, we can't show him unless we pay him 60% of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Like, I kind of want to watch it purely to, like, rip it apart because I think it's going to be stupid. Like, I don't think there's going to be any controversy controversy that they're showing as far as the Nike situation concerned. No. And that's what would conceivably make this movie somewhat interesting is if you're showing a full picture of how they're exploiting things. But instead, there's probably going to be, like, one monologue from his mom, one short monologue about, like, you exploit players and you right. expect them. But then, It'll be, like, nice and dramatic. But right, then, but then they're going to show how they're good white guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and then she'll, and as she'll we all know, around. Phil Knight is a very nice and decent human being that will not be judged by his sins in the next. Yeah, uh, proven but, by the fact that when King James hit the, uh, yeah, when he broke the record, every motherfucker on that side of the court had their phone out and feels like this. I like that about him. I like that about him at least. Shit. Dude's Wait. above the rim, if you know what I'm saying. He is above the rim. Uh, should we, we take should him we down honor a peg by watching that that probably bad movie? And do, or is that not duck related? They're probably not even going to say Oregon Ducks, but it is Nike Fiddle Knight. I don't know. Listeners, add us if you want us to. If you want our thoughts on that movie, maybe yeah. I'll just watch it and bring my thoughts here. There you Who go. Knows? Uh, it looks stupid. A lot of people were saying that it looked like a fake movie trailer. Even it did. <laughs> it looked fake. I thought yeah, it like, was gonna be fake. I was expecting like a really sketch. funny thing for yeah. Coca Cola. It looks like Ford versus Ferrari, but like without even that level of it's bad intrigue. It's gonna be bad. Gonna be bad. Gonna be bad. There you have it. There you have it. Aaron, what's not gonna be bad is our most famous famous segment up next which i shall push the button for it is quacksball quacksball i have to pee okay we'll be right back <laughs> after this break Hey, podcast listener. Hey, Come you. over here. Come yeah. over here. Get over here, yeah. huh? Nice headphones you got in here. Oh, yeah, I like those, Chevy. Be a shame if something were to happen to those headphones, eh? <laughs> Stomped them on the ground, eh? Be real easy to avoid that smashing if you went over to the Quack12 Twitter account. And gave us a little follow. Just a little follow, that's all we're asking. And hey, look at that. I hear you're listening to your new podcast apps in your car, huh? Driving home, making the long journey feel a little shorter, eh? Is that yeah. what he's doing there, bud? <laughs> yeah, turning your three-hour drive into a nice little vacation, huh? Be a shame if your car ended up on the bottom of a lake. Splash. 
splash maybe with you in the trunk of it, huh? Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. Maybe all that can be avoided with a little trip to the Quack 12 page on Apple Podcasts. All you got to do is go to Apple Podcasts, Quack 12, give us five stars. Yeah, the internet, you got it, bud. Five stars. Leave us a little comment. Help other people find it. Maybe it'll help people find you when they find out that you're gone missing if you catch my drift. You seen the posters on the telephone poles? Yeah, those are those are people that didn't give us fucking five stars. Some of them did, and we did it anyways. And then, uh, you know what? Uh, oh, hey! Hey, look at, look at this podcast listener. On their long inner... It, Inner uh, continental flight, making things not so bad. Not wanting to hear that baby wah, by covering wah. it up. Wah wah, so they say. Putting on them headphones, trying to get the sky waitress's attention. To get over here, give me more of that Quack Twelve podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why don't you? Yeah, you want some more of that Quack Twelve podcast, don't you? Yeah. You want to buy some more from us, don't you? Get it. Otherwise, you know, because if you don't buy this Quack 12 podcast insurance, you never know when your plane's going to go straight down into the water, into the old Atlantic, never to be seen again. Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. In case you don't want to be part of the rock and roller club of the bottom of the fucking ocean, then I recommend you go to the Quack 12 Patreon. Come on, come on. Why don't you go to the Quack 12 Patreon, give us five smackaroos, and for that we can forget about the whole nasty business have you on your way. We'll forget about it. We'll forget about it, all right? Five measly dollars, that's all I got. Now listen up, punk. Because it looks like you're not seeing so good right now. My boss is talking to you, chump. Aren't you, chump? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right, let him, let him go, Mikey, let him go. In the bottom of the fucking ocean. Ayo! Quack, quack! And we're back on quack. Quack, quack, basketball, baby! That is right. Um, Who you want to start with? It doesn't matter to me. Couldn't care less. All right. Let's start with the men. Start and with the men. I want to preface... If possible, if mm-hmm. you can, mm-hmm. for both teams, I would love your insights or any insights in which you have privied knowledge of on the coaching. Because it's starting to seem like, but I digress, continue, the men's. Okay, I get you, I get you. Well, I like this. Um, at least Dana had, Altman had these boys ready for this game. Because this week, going in this week, basically they're getting to the point, or they were getting to the point, where they had, if they don't win this weekend, and like sweep this weekend, or at least beat UCLA, which was ranked number seven, I do believe, uh, going into our matchup. If we didn't beat one of them, then we would have to win probably full out win the Pac-12 tourney in order to get to the big dance. 
Now, so that means both these games were pretty dang important. So to start it off, we went against USC, which is a team basically just right on our level, I would say. Like, uh, that like they have some really good upsets. I believe they beat UCLA and Arizona, I want to say. So, you know, they've beaten the two top teams in the conference, but they've also fallen a lot to even, like, lesser talented teams. Going against them, we had 42-27 lead at the half, and in the end, we blew them out 78-60. to So we were in prime fashion. Things were, I mean, I was feeling pretty good. This is at home. Duck shot over 50% from the floor, which is pretty good for us. As you know, This is, there's been some shooting problems with this team, more so than mm-hmm. the women. Uh, six of six was the final tie of the game. So once we got that lead, boom, we were done. So we went on an 18-1 to one duck run, which I do believe included a 13-0 to zero run in there. And uh, Jermaine Kuznard especially, you know, he was supposed to be a starter from the very beginning. And he has, like... You could see what Dane Altman was saying. Like, in the beginning, it was like, we needed Kuznard. It's nice that he's back. He's made a big difference. Uh, our our bigs, Nefali Dante, uh, and Nefali Dante specifically, had a great game. 17 points, 5 rebounds. Will Richardson, 16 points. Uh, 2 of 4 from 3-point land. Jermaine Kuznard had 13. Nate Biddle had 11. Overall, we were six of eighteen from three-point range. That's like these are numbers that you would want to see in a winning Ducks team. This is how it's looked in the past. It was good to see them just like blow out a quality team. So overall, coaching in that game couldn't ask for something better. Had them ready. And well, then it's against, so weird because yeah. you got me prepped for terrible news, but that's all well, very that's, good news. That's right. Against UCLA, even things were looking good. I right. mean, it was a back-and-forth affair. Uh, UCLA number seven, like I said, a, a much-needed, a crucial win that we have to have to get into the tournament. You fucking really. said that. I heard it. I remember it. And we lose. We lose this one. Uh, I mean, it was competitive. It was competitive, so that makes you feel a little better, I suppose. No, but, fuck out of here. The competitive yeah. don't count anymore. How many points Not did we time. score in the end of the game? I'm sorry to hear. 63, they got to 69 first, so they got 70 points. Uh, we had a lead uh, at the half, actually, a 33-30 to 30 duck lead. Uh, we rallied off, like, wow. best start that you could have, 8-0, to zero. just boom. Uh, and Folly Dante was, was, a, was a pain to deal with in the paint, especially in the first half, mainly in the first half. We were shutting down Hawkes. Hawkes, who last year certainly was their like go-to lead, like offensive threat, or was, or at least was a very good offensive threat. This year they've asked more of him, and he's become a little bit worse for it. But they were able to weather a bad first half from him, and he scored 18 of his 25 points in the second half. He wow. just went off, and we weren't able to keep up with them. I mean, to be fair. I believe it was Garrier hit a three to make it a six-point game with, like, under 20 seconds left. So we were still in it. Like, we were in clawing distance anyways. But Tiger Campbell comes down, answers that, and I don't know, man. It, it, was, just, it was a good showing against – it was kind of like our last game against them. 
um, whereas within striking distance, but they are just a veteran, good team that knows how to win these close ones. We don't as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, like overall, we didn't shoot bad. We were 43% from the floor. Not great, but not terrible. 35% from three-point land. Um, Jermaine Kuznard got 19 points, two of six from three. Infoli Dante, 13 points, nine rebounds. Monster game from him. Other than that, no more scorers. Uh, sorry, no more double-digit scorers. And off the bench, only eight points from Kalel Ware, six points from Keyshawn Bartholomew, three from Gary A. It, it was just, it was the uh, Hame Hawkins show. The Hawkins family in general fucks us up this weekend. Uh, Jalen Clark had 13 points. Really, I don't know. They just came alive in that second half. They weathered the storm. Like, they've done a lot this year. UCLA is a very good team. But for us, for the Ducks, it means effectively we are out of the race unless we get that miracle, you know, run at the very end when we most need it. Mm-hmm. Up next is Washington in Seattle, so you can see it. Tickets will probably be nothing February 15th. <laughs> Just saying, buddy. You think we're going to win? Do I think we're going to win that game? Um, I bet you will win that game. I bet you will win that game. But I, I could easily see us losing, especially we're like disheartened. I mean, Washington isn't that good either. They're disheartened too. But I'm sure they'd love to beat us. We I and they'll be at home. Like it's certainly a game we would lose, but we you know, we should win. Uh so it'll be Washington, then Washington State, then we go to Corvallis for Oregon State, then Cal and Eugene, and then we close it all with the team that just beat us, Stanford and Eugene. That is the regular season. We got five more games. Almost doesn't matter because it's going to come down to that tourney in the end. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, because otherwise our strength of schedule, it's just not not where it should be. Yeah, man. I don't know. They suck. What can I say? As far as the Pac-12 standings are concerned, we are in sixth place. We could realistically get as far as... Third, I mean, at third place, we could get in the t- top four are the ones who get that bye in the Pac-12 tournament. So that is still on the table. And the other teams still got to play, you know, each other like Arizona. So I don't know. It, we still got a lot to play for because we could get a bye, which would certainly help us get into the tournament, which is all that matters. I still think Dana Altman is a hell of a coach. I don't want him going anywhere. Maybe the next guy is a little bit different, if you know what I mean. You know. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Well, first off, it's just now hit me. Every time you say Dana Altman, mm-hmm. I think of that director who did MASH. Uh, you're talking about, um, Robert, Altman. Robert Altman, Robert. Nice. Yes. So that always throws me off. But um, I don't know. If you say he's good, you say he has a system, but it takes these kids forever to figure it out, apparently, and it takes all the kids forever to figure out. So, like, is it a good system? I don't know. Yeah. Well, injuries didn't help us out this Right. There's another thing. We got injuries, but 
But if you're not writing, you know, rainy day plans, maybe maybe you don't have a good system. <laughs> yeah. Uh this, you know, this year I'm I ain't gonna talk too much shit about him. It was a tough one with all the injuries. Um on to the next one is kind of how I feel. I tend to sure. hit, I I don't know what it would take for me to really be like on the let's get rid of Altman track. It would have to be something like cuz his recruiting's always stellar. So if that fell off a little bit maybe or if it was just you know the next two tournaments we're not making cuz even next year it's like well we got to find some new players uh his forte should be like every year just boom a new roster we got a shot even with no you know uh continuity but still so we'll see i'm not happy with the season obviously nit not for me so i gotta say aaron let's get to the women's team dude i'm frustrated as hell with this team first of all let's let's throw this in there because definitely like this is probably a little bit because um, Kelly Graves was like, I need something to tell the press besides, like, my bad again, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but he did come out. I forget oh exactly where he says it, probably in some kind of interview or something. But there's an article I read that the only information he really gave you, he clearly didn't give a ton of information, was just that Tahina Pau Pau is dealing with I believe he said some kind of illness. And it has been affecting her seemingly, apparently, the whole season. Or this stretch of not very good play from her. Which I, you know, more than believe. Um, I mean, it's certainly like, she hasn't looked quite the same, but... She's never been like a Sabrina Ionescu or anything. Not to compare everyone on this team to that, because that's. I mean, is it standard. like a medical thing that she is? We have got a no serious life changing situation going what on. What I have, the information I have, is some kind of illness. So that is wow. It. So I won't speak Fuck, on that. That's scary. We, yeah, sure. It absolutely is. Um, I I won't speculate on anything, but it's certainly would be partially maybe explain like why she isn't playing quite to the organ deck level we would hope for her this season. Uh that being said, I mean she's still given like a hundred percent out there, you know, missing some shots that you would, you know, like for her to hit. And the team as a whole is underperforming. Uh this week, I would say offensively, but also I mean you know, a strong defense would have helped us out here in some times. Uh, going against USC, we had plenty, plenty of good defense because we did hold them to a pretty, a rather low score. And we started off really strong. We started off 20-8 to eight run, duck-led. At the end of the first quarter, we were up 20-8. to eight. USC is not a team known for scoring a lot of points. They're known for having a really mean defense, scoring off turnovers, and just trying to keep it low and dirty, basically. Mm-hmm. And that they did. Because um, we had that... We actually had an eight-point lead at the half as well. But suddenly, USC just mucked it up. I think we they forced like six turnovers alone in the third quarter. is pretty rough. And then in the fourth quarter, both teams 
did not play well or did not shoot well at least. The defense was pretty dang good, but shooting was terrible. We combined for 5 of 32 in that fourth quarter. Uh, Ducks hit just two of their last 13, their final 13 shots, final 13 shot attempts. And we scored a season-low 51 points. That all resulted in the fourth straight loss for the Ducks here, 51-56. to 56. Pretty tough. Yuck. Tough score to swallow when you're like, it was right there for the taking in a lot of our games. And I swear, dude. Yeah. Them shits is low scoring, y'all. You should Ooh. be getting to 60. Come on. You would you would hope so. I mean, this is a lot like a lot of our losses. Basically, all of our losses were just like, well, we haven't played that well, but we're still in it in the fourth quarter. Or we'll like have stretches where we're doing really well, but then typically in the third. It's it's typically the third quarter. I'm gonna where they just come out and just push us over. I'm gonna say that thing that always gets said by the talking heads. Mm-hmm. The locker room is broken, bro. Locker room's broken, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, girl? I don't actually think anybody says that, but I think this team hey, just did. is in a mental funk. It doesn't look like, and, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. Continue. And so. it just scares me with the pow-pow thing. I mean, you've got somebody, mysterious illness. The uh, The rest of the team is also a part of that thing. You know what I mean? Because they are a unit. Mm. The team is a wash. I mean, this year they're pretty freaking hard to watch. I'll tell you that much. We need a the, yeah. We need a new team. We just need to get rid of. We need a clean slate. Get rid of everybody. Start over. That's exactly rebuild. Ground up. Uh, I think I think we need the foundation. We need to cut the top. If you know what I mean. Talking. About Graves, maybe. Uh, you but think? Let's see. Well, I mean, me personally, I think we're d- certainly leaning closer and closer every year uh, that like this is the team results that we have. Not, not, not even the results, but like the fact that it, it's more of a well, we're technically more talented on paper, or like there's no really reason why we should be shooting this poor or unable to finish. Because you see other Pac-12 teams like. I don't know, really riding their momentum even better than we do. India Rogers, uh, who, you know, is the most likely, the most reasonable for them not to be back on the team, purely because, you know, they, they could have a shot at the WNBA next season. Yeah. Uh, 14 points overall led the Ducks, 5 of 13 from the floor, and she was our, like, best scorer in this one. Two of two from three-point range. Grace Van Sluten, 10 points, three of six from the floor. Other than that, we had no, absolutely zero um, double-digit scorers in this game. Tiana Pow-Pow got nine points on three of eight shooting. Filipina Che got 15 rebounds, so hell yeah with that. I mean, at least give her that. Che is hitting those freaking rebounds. Or grabbing those rebounds, like gobble them up. There's at least that. But we scored seven points off turnovers. They scored 17 points off turnovers. 
that's really what wrote the game. And then came the next one. I mean, this is this is a lot like the men's, as in UCLA is a really good team. They're, you know, a top 25 team. Here they were number 18, I do believe, when we faced them. Uh, last time we faced them, it was a, a, a tough loss. Very, It was a close loss. And yet again, here's another game that is on that was close. It got mucked up. It was a game that Oregon could have won. Rodgers tied it with a three, with 3.23 left in this game. It was 55 points apiece. However, final score, UCLA 67, Oregon 57. Mainly, I would say, because UCLA scored 18 points off turnovers. Just wow. sloppy play, really. Um, it's like... It seems like we the reason why we go on these runs on our offensive runs is on talent alone. It doesn't really be a really great sense of flow of the game or anything like that or or unlocking defenses. It's just when a, a player just like has had enough and just goes for it. Yeah. Uh, me, meanwhile, seemingly every team we face can suddenly turn it on, look like a full-on team. And just take off. Uh, India Rogers had a great game, nineteen points, two of three from three point land. So did Chance Gray, freshman Chance Gray. Well, maybe not a great game. She had thirteen points overall, but was five of eighteen shooting. Pow uh, Pow was one of nine from shooting, and Filipina Che got thirteen rebounds, only eight points. Van Sluten thirteen points. Really, it was the turnovers that hurt us. Uh, they really bit us in the butt. That and the fact that we shot 3 of 13 from three-point range and only 37% from the floor. It's just the the offense is no longer able to really carry us against anyone and the defense is breaking down specifically in the second halves of games, uh, especially against good teams, which there's a lot of really good teams in the Pac-12. We only got four games left. We got four games left. And I hate to say it, but we could easily lose three of them because we've got <laughs> Washington State. We got to go to Pullman to play okay. Washington State, who's a talented team and who beat us at Matt Knight this season. So they could easily beat us. Or, you know, it'll probably be a close game, but if it's close, typically those games don't favor us. Then we got Washington, who kept it close at Matt Knight Arena. We got to go up to Seattle. They haven't had a great season, but they did beat number two Stanford up in Seattle not too long ago. And they almost, I mean, it was competitive against us. So they'll be more than happy to finally beat the Ducks. They haven't beat us in a long time. Uh, well, I don't believe they have. I haven't looked it up. But certainly the record is far slanted in our favor as of late. Then we've got Arizona who most likely will blow the doors off of us. Uh, it, w- it was close when we played them uh, in Tucson, but just the way things have been going, I don't think we're ready to face them. And then we have Arizona State, who is truly, truly the bottom drel- dweller of the Pac-12. And even though I'm already kind of you know hitting the panic button for this team, if we lose all four of our games to end this, which would be like... Damn, that would be... I mean, we're already on a five-game losing streak. 
we've already lost seven of our last eight games. If we were to lose, you know, what would that be? 11 of our final 12 games and our 11th loss or what would that be? A uh, um, ninth consecutive loss was against this Arizona State team, which I do believe is winless in the Pac-12. I'll pull that up right now even because I got it. Yes, as of right now, they are pa- they are winless. They are 0-14 in Pac-12 play. If we were to lose to Arizona State, and at this point I'm willing to accept the, or uh, willing to at least accept the notion that that's a possibility. If we were to lose to Arizona State, then I'm willing to say, even though our record is better than theirs, that we are the worst team in the Pac-12. Yeah. Even though we beat Cal, I mean, technically I would say Cal. I, just me personally, I'm willing to say we are the worst. And if we were, even if we were just to lose to the three teams that I think we will likely, or even split it, like let's say we only lose two of the last four, that means we are likely the bottom four of the Pac-12, which I'm willing to say is unacceptable with the level of talent we have, where we were not shortly ago, and with the fact that we are Nike University. Like, God Mm -hmm. damn, we should not be this bad. That being said, so I'm already kind of on the, like, panic, Kelly Graves, you know, uh, maybe needs to get out of here bandwagon. If any, I've been saying this over and over, I'll say it again. If there is any transfers from this starting five, I'm not saying if India Rogers goes to WNBA or attempts to power to her or goes to play a pro career, power to her. But if any of these starters leave, specifically the freshmen circling Chance Gray, Grace Van Sluten, like panic, 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 Chernobyl panic level button because that means Pompeii level. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, That's how I feel right now. I'm I'm. Um, honestly, if we were just like killing it or even like had like four more wins on the season, I would, I would probably be like, eh, we just got to get through these next two weeks and they're not good. They're not going to be exciting outside of the big game against Arizona or something, you know, like it doesn't really matter. Right. Uh, But now I'm at least a little more intrigued because like we're playing against some really freaking bad teams, mediocre to bad teams in the conference. And so I want to see, like, kind of, you know, now I'm picking at the scab, seeing how bad it really is, you know. Um, it's going to yeah, be real bad. Out. It could be. And then we have the tournament. In Doomsday, this would be bonkers. But as of right now, we still have, because of how good the teams we've lost to are, the fact that we've still, you know, we're, you know, we're not truly about, you know, we got a decent enough record we should still float or just barely skim into the into the big dance that's still not that's still on the table very much so but if we were to lose our next four games and then let's say boom early out like win one game or lose that first game in the Pac-12 tournament we may have two teams that don't make the big dance and that makes my heart very sad because March Madness is my favorite sporting event. To have no duck team in there would be brutal. 
That's all I have to say. But likely. But likely. Unfortunately, it is but likely. And that's okay. You know, you can't be good at every sport all the time. And sometimes you're not good at any of the sports. And maybe that's where we're heading. I don't know. But if you try sometime, you just, you might, just might find, find a new segment. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, too. Uh, I, I was saying you can find a new segment. Right, everybody. Um, oh wait, I forgot I was gonna do a, a thing for this. We got the Diamond Ducks. Diamond Ducks back on the mound. Well, softball, anyways, not baseball. Uh, I know very little about this because I haven't been paying attention. But I'll say this much: the Ducks fall to the mighty Maryland Turpin, Turpin, Turpinins, the Turtles. Uh, three to seven terrapins. That's what I was going for. Maryland terrapins. Three to seven. Thanks uh, in the season opener. Then they be win four to two against the Wisconsin Badgers in the Puerto Vallarta contest, but drop the next one to the Oklahoma State uh, Cowboys, Cowgirls. My pardon. Um, then Ole Miss, 9-3. They win thanks to a five-score inning in the sixth. And in the end, they take down the mighty Bison, North Dakota State, 4-3. All thanks to Birds Homer. Oh, these girls can really slug that ball. Is that a good segment? Loved every second of it. All right. Well, there you go. That's all I got to say. Scores. An improv old-timey baseball voice. Amen. Aaron, I don't know. Maybe maybe these bas- these basketball teams become our favorites. And just from this point on, they don't lose a goddamn game till it's the championship game. Because I won't believe the Ducks ever win the championship in my lifetime because they hate me. But maybe they just turn it on at the right time. Both of them are talented as hell. You are got a mini-tournament. You got a Pac-12 tournament. Beat that, and we're in. That's all we got to do. All right. All right. Now, Aaron, uh, to to close this bad boy out, I got some gotcha journalism. I'm gonna take oh, my shit. glasses off. I'm gonna take my glasses off for this shit. Oh, these lights are so bright. Aaron, I have been contacted by two lovely fans of the podcast. Who did nothing but listen and love this show and send in one image of a dog in which they were promised <laughs> payment for this dog pick would yeah. be one mug. Yep. That says Quack 12. That's now, right. These two kind and lovely listeners hit me up. With, uh, I'll, I'll paraphrase, where's the mug? Now, I contact, <laughs> I talked to you weeks ago. You said they were in your house. He you said they were out of your house. He you said they were in the mail. Now, here on the Quack 12, 
in front of God, a.k.a. Phil Knight, and puddles himself. I ask right. you. Yep. Where the fuck are these mugs at? Adam, I'm happy to report they are on their way to All me. Right. Oh, the company nice. that was printing them <laughs> couldn't send out to different places, right? They won't, like, just ship for me. Didn't mm. realize. So now they're coming to me, and then they're going out. Okay, well, theoretically, listeners, the the mugs are in, the mugs are in transit. mugs are in transit as we speak. But I would not put it past the shady motherfucker that I host this podcast with. Well, that he is somehow using this to embezzle money. I am just saying this. Keep your well, eyes on it. I'll I'll keep an eye on this. Look, shipping is weird right now. You know, the U.S. is finding and shooting down all of these objects, so it seems like the whole nation is soon going <laughs> to be on lockdown from the rest of the yeah. world. Yeah. I don't know. Things are I'll going this. bananas everywhere. Hopefully the mugs come to me. I'll tell in you this, listeners. A responsible amount of time. If if you get an email or any kind of message from Aaron or Pierce Deers Recording Studios that says anything on the lines of, hey, good news, I got the mug. I just and it's a really good one. It's a two hundred dollar mug. I just need you to send me twenty dollars for the ship, and then I can send you said mug. That is a scam. That is a scam orchestrated. <laughs> And I would never do that. I'm terrible at sending out emails or any kind of studio-related promotional. I I promised said listeners that I would shout this out. And they said, as punishment, if they don't get their mugs at some point, you would be forced to come to a spring game or something. So we'll see what we'll see. I would go to a spring game just for the shits and giggles of it to get some actual real-life journalism done. Over there, because nobody is doing it properly, if you ask me, bro. Mm, shot, shots bro. fired, Hithliday, at Addicted to Quack. At Quack12Podcast is where you can find this podcast on Twitter. If you would like to help said podcast, go over to Quack12Podcast.com. There you can find our Patreon, the Quack12 Patreon, where for a measly five smackaroos, you can get so much great duck content, so much duck history. So much duck shooting the shit. I swear, it's a fun time if you like us. If you don't, why did you just listen to an hour-long episode? Boom. Boom, I gotcha. Didn't think about that, did you? Huh? Huh, haters? We'll be back here every week, nonstop, until we are canceled for the crimes that we have committed that have yet to be discovered. See y'all next week. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. Win some fucking basketball, please. Please. Or give up. Please. Or just quit. 